All right, hello everybody, and welcome to Analytical Fanboys, the show where boys get analytical. I am a boy named Simeon Scott, and I am joined by another boy who is not just a boy. He is a colossal boy named Chris Gaston. Hello, sir. Hi, I'm on a treadmill going nowhere. Hey, that's a reference because, uh, hey, today we're talking about a, um, a Chris suggestion, which is an album called The Near Future by I Fight Dragons. Uh, now, this was my first time experiencing this album. So since, Chris, this was your suggestion, you're, you're the veteran fan here, why don't you give us a lowdown on what this is about, and then I'll go into what my first thoughts on it were. I Fight Dragons is a power pop punk band um, featuring heavy use of chiptunes. Uh, they have been around for a good couple of years. Um, major fan. They are one of my favorite bands. And as you all know, if I say something is one of my favorites, it's, it's, in pretty, it's, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, they're from Chicago. They've had about three albums, I think. Because they had the near future. Before that, they had Kaboom, and they had one more album before that. They have a couple demos, a couple EPs uh, to kind of fill out their catalog. Um, but think of think of a less depressed My Chemical Romance, and instead of keyboards, you have a Game Boy. That's kind of the vibe of I Fight Dragons. You know, I didn't think about it too much, but that that is v- very clearly the sound here. Yeah, because it has that kind of the best. Like there is a to- a kind of language when it comes to um, two thousand style emo that this band kind of has, but it's like their happy best friend that tries to keep them on track. Yeah, can I go ahead and start going into some of my? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The sound on this, when I was listening to it, came off to me as very generic-sounding pop rock. Not in a bad way, just like, yeah, this is what pop rock sounds like. Um, but I, I, I am sort of realizing all the elements you're bringing up here. Yeah. But this is probably much more... I wouldn't say experimental. They're trying new things. Yeah. Um, I can I can definitely feel that because there's a lot of tracks that are just straight up instrumental on here, and they're very they're interesting, but I don't know how I'm going to talk about them. Oh well, I can just say things, and then you can respond. And it's like, oh yes, I totally yeah. I think um, I think that's that's the big thing with me with this album is I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it's like it's like a standout thing to me, but I had a good time with it. Also, I have no idea how to talk about it because so much of it is just telling a story. Like, very few of the songs stand out to me as singles. Um, which is funny because I think a lot of a lot of the songs with lyrics were treated as singles. Hmm. Like, only the instrumentals really weren't. Uh, I, I can think maybe uh, Sally and Jimmy wasn't treated as one, but like... Uh, let's see. 18 was, uh, what time to fly was hmm. the spoilers for the next 30 minutes. Um, Chicago is like a fan favorite song. 
Chicago is their sing along. Okay, that 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 makes sense. Um, but we're going on about a story. The whole album's not a story. Only side A is a story. Side A is a concept album. Side B is a collection of singles. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Russia's Twenty One Twelve. Yeah, I didn't think of that, but that that's exactly what this is like. It's a pop punk rush. Mm-hmm. And it even kind of delves into the sim- uh, similar sci-fi elements. Um, so there's that as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything pretty requisite before we start going track by track. Well, like we do when we're talking about an album. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I suggested you watch the playlist they made on their YouTube channel that has the graphics behind the songs to kind of get more detail on the story. Did you like that? I did like that. Um, I also think that's fucking essential to this. Like, they need to release this as a DVD or something that you can play on a screen aside from this because... I do not think I would be able to understand what the fuck is going on inside A without the uh, the stuff the 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 text that's over the images during the uh, lyricless songs. The instrumental. I mean, they. I mean, some of the instrumentals do get the tone really good, though. Mm-hmm. And if you have a, a backlog of video game knowledge, there's one song that really like. Oh, okay, cool. Um. But, yeah, let's go track by track. The first track is a little instrumental thing to just intro you into the world called Prelude. That's just about it. So- it just kind of sounds like a, a game booting up or, like, the music that would accompany the logos at the start of a movie. Oh, yeah, it's like, a, it has a very Final Fantasy-esque vibe. Mm. Um, because Final Fantasy always has a little ditty like that. Uh, at the beginning of their game. But that's pretty much it. It's just a little intro thing. But the next song is uh, 18. Uh, first track on the album is my favorite track on the album. What? This was, this that's was, a good fucking impression, then. This was the standout to me. Like, all the other ones either just feel like okay singles or parts of a story. This felt like a single to me, and it also felt like a really solid song about growing up coming into your own and being an artist and not being sure about how to be an artist in the adult world and still survive that world this this hit me in a place because this this is everything that i feel on a daily basis of like i don't i have to fucking work i don't want to fucking work i just want to make my videos and why can't i make money off of that god damn it yeah um, it, it really epitomizes with just the one lyric, I've got it all, I've got nothing. Mm-hmm. Because he has all the potential, all the future, all the possibility, but there's nothing there to show. Yeah. And it's a lot about, like, the very well-meaning kind of style people who go, like, why don't you get a normal job? And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's a solid little song, nice little chugging kind of riff yeah um what's your opinion of the guy's voice i dig it but it's not the best way to put it is it's a great singing voice but it's not textured 
Yeah, that's exactly my opinion. It's like, this works, this does the job, but it's not going to stick in my memory too much. The lyrics on this track are good enough that the song will stick in my memory, but you're not carrying the lyrics any further than you have to. And I think it's partially just because he doesn't have... What I mean is like, okay, when you hear Rob Zombie sing, oh, you go, oh, that's fucking Rob Zombie. Yeah. When you hear um, fucking Chester Headfield sing in Linkin Park, you go, oh, that's that's Chester. May he rest in peace. When you hear De La Roach and uh, Rage Against the Machine, you recognize the voice. When you hear this, it's a pretty standard voice there's no there's nothing sharp kind of poking out and i think honestly that fits for the band because the thing sharp and pointing poking out is the chip tune it's it's like i think the best comparison i can make is it his vocals remind me a lot of miracle of sound and as much as i love that guy he he does good work and uh one of his songs is the vacuuminator's new theme song um i don't think he's ever going to get any mainstream success because he has a very generic sounding rock voice and most of what he does is songs about video games that don't translate that well into songs unless you've already played the video game. Right. I mean, there's only like one band I'd say that really nailed turning video games into songs and that's the Proto Men. Yeah, I still need to listen to their discography. Oh god. Like I can't remember which one it was, but it's like uh one of Actually, them Actually, let me make sure and check right now while I'm on recording that I have them on my uh bands to listen to list. <laughs> because I think uh, I do but I'd rather be sure if I've said that I plan to listen to them on here. Megan, I can always put a couple of their albums on the list. I'm a fan of the Proto Men. They are not on the list, but I will go ahead and put them on. Oh, yeah. I think they... Right below, I Fight Dragons, because, hey, spoiler, I liked this enough that I will check out the rest of their stuff eventually. Uh, I think some of their older work has some harsher instrumentation in terms of guitar. Mm. So that's a little different texture and crazies is really good. It's a really good song. Um, in fact, um, Nintendo helped produce a music video for it because they filmed it in 3d for the 3ds. Awesome. Yeah. And it's a lot of that kind of angsty kind of vibes, but it's less, I'm a teenager and nobody understands me. And it's more like, no, there's something fundamentally I'm not feeling about the world and it's not other people. It's me. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm different and I need to figure out a way to make that work for me. Not I'm different. Screw the world. They're all conformists. Yeah, I think there's only one song of theirs that's kind of like that. But again, it's still much more of like, it's on me, which is uh, Treadmill. And you know, I think it's uh, it, this song, 18, it feels very much like it's sung from an adult perspective of looking back on that time. And I, and I like that a whole lot. Like it can still be, I feel like it will still speak to people of that age. 
but it feels very much like, yeah, this is what it was like for me to be 18. And I'm a little older now. I'm a little wiser. I've kind of got the handle of being an artist now. But God, was it weird starting out. Yeah. But it's also just about general life. That It's applicable to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Because there's no direct thing of, like, artists, and that's what you got out of it. But, like, and the rest of the story counteracts this. But a gay youth could listen to it and go, like, yeah, I feel this. Hmm. You know. Yeah, it very much has that that early X-Men sort of flavor to it of this can appeal to anybody who's got some kind of feeling along these lines. Oh yeah. But it's a it's a good solid song and it really gets you into our main character, the dude. Is that his name? Is he literally just the dude? No, he doesn't have a name. It's just he's the guy. There's the guy, the girl, and the grandpa. Okay. I don't think we've ever gotten names. Because I noticed none of them got names, but I, I forgot what the the guy was called. I, for some reason, I thought it was the boy. Yeah, it's the boy. Okay. Um, And by the end of it, he becomes a man. Okay. He's a man! He's a man's man! (laughs) Fucking Regal. And we're back! (laughs) That, 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 that totally wasn't uh, over an hour's worth of technical difficulties. That was hopefully just a few minutes for you guys. Ah, you'll fucking edit it. Yeah! Track three, Battle! Which is an instrumental track, which is a fight scene that we don't have a fight for. Yeah, it's uh, it's a description of a fight, and um, this isn't something I'll hold against the album in particular, or I guess the story in particular. This is just something I have with all written mediums. I can never get invested in uh, written descriptions of fights. I, I have to either have a fight told to me verbally, or I have to watch a fight to enjoy it. Huh. Well, I mean, they are telling you about the fight with the tone of the music. That's fair, but it, it just... I Something about the the way reading a, a fight through text um, affects me. I always tend to kind of zone out, and because this was just an instrumental track, I, I did that here as well. I mean, this is just a chuggy riff. Mm-hmm. To kind of get the feel of like a struggle, a struggle. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just a very typical like, um, guy discover guy sees someone in trouble, he stops to help them, discovers he has superpowers, and then the fight's over. Well, I mean, later on in the story, it's not his superpowers. He basically did a bonding thing with the girl and got her superpowers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just speaking about this track individually, but um, the, uh, I I don't know, this doesn't really do a whole lot for me, but um, it's it's a good introduction to, like, the main thrust of the story, I'd say, because I I did understand what happened here, it's just, like, as soon as the actual fighting happened, I zoned out for all of that. Yeah, I mean, it's more to get a tone of, like, Something is happening to these characters. We just need to do it. And we want to riff around and do some solos. Mm-hmm. And uh, have some chippy tunes. 
Yeah. The chiptunes on this album are all right. Nothing, oh, yeah. uh, nothing like super impressive, but it's all like solid work. It, it's they aren't experiment like the best. They aren't experimenting with chiptune. They mm-hmm. aren't going like, okay, what can we do to glitch this out and get weirder sounds? It's very much no. We just want to make a chiptune track. Yeah, but you know what? Because it's also going and backing up this power pop punk vibe that feels better. And it kind of acts as like keyboard and horns to the general soundscape. So, yeah. Yeah. But the next track is uh, track four, Another Week. It's, uh, it's okay. It's all right. I, uh, I don't mind it. It's really, I think it's pretty cleverly written just because in the story, it's about the dude trying to find the girl. But if you listen to the song by itself, it's about a dude trying to get over a girl. You know, I didn't notice that because I was kind of wrapped up in the story as I was listening to the album. But uh, yeah, I can see that now that you bring it up. It's a guy getting over like a breakup or maybe a one night stand or whatever. And he's just, he sees her everywhere and it's like, God damn it, fuck me. Hmm. And it has this kind of relaxed, like, 60s vibe to it. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, like, and I think that was just kind of my problem with this whole album, is there's only a few tracks that, like, really hit me or stood out or had any kind of pop to them. A lot of it just feels like basic pop rock. And, and that's not to disparage it. It's good basic pop rock. It's just, like... This, this, I'm not going to remember this in a few months, with the exception of 18 and maybe Jimmy and Sally. I think the better, I think a better way to put it is it's less generic and or basic, and it's more well executed what you expect. Because generic and basic, you get stuff like Nickelback or Puddle of Mud. Okay, I I always. F- I always think of Nickelback and Puddle of Mud as shit, but all right. Because, like, if you are going to be completely basic and generic and do the bare minimum, that's what you get. They are at least trying. They're trying to be clever with their lyrics. They're trying to create some well-executed guitar riffs, even if they aren't being weird and expansive with them. They are executing them extremely well. Hmm. They have a clean tone. They have a, they have a, they have a direction they want to go in. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good song. I like it. Um. So, uh, track five, meeting. Um. This was, uh, this was okay. Uh, I was trying to just remember what exactly happened in it. Uh, uh, the girl finally comes to the guy and goes like, Alright, I didn't want you to fucking get involved in this shit because it's dangerous, but I can't do shit, and I need help. And you're the only person that so far who has been nice. Yeah. Um, 
And I, and I forget, is it ever officially established? Are they aliens or are they just people from the future with superpowers? I don't know. I think it's more likely they're from the future because of the name of the album. Yeah. Um, but I do think... There's definitely something there. It's never really established, and I think it's meant kind of, eh, it's ambiguous, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the thing that kind of, like, I thought she was from the future for most of the album, but there's a part when they rescue the grandpa later on, he says specifically um, linking um, outside of their people is forbidden. And that can mean a lot of things, but to, to me, it was like, okay, are they aliens? What's, what's going on here? What, what makes him like really separate from them aside from time displacement? And near future could also just be a reference to the boys upcoming growth. Because mm-hmm. 18 gets this whole vibe that he's in the middle of a transition in his life, and the near future could just be the next step. And this song and this whole little story is about learning what that next step could be outside of the parameters that were set up for him. Yeah. So it could be they're from the near future, they are from the near future, but it could also be. The song is all about his near future, the adventures he's about to go on, and the people he's meeting and uh, and uh, falling in love with. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and this song has a neat kind of like Western vibe, and it has a whistle. Yeah, I, I almost forgot about that. That's pretty cool. And it uh, keeps up a motif. There, uh, there's a little uh, melody that they kind of sprinkle in throughout this whole thing. And this is one of the major motifs, uh, major instances of the motif. Yeah, like yeah. Isn't that what basically Prelude entirely consists of? Do what? Isn't that what uh, Prelude, the first track, entirely consists yeah. of? It okay. was the chiptune version of that. Mm. Um. But yeah, it's just basically the girl going, "All right, fucker, I need your help. Uh, can you can you drive me there?" All right. Uh, but the next track is "Rescue," and this is a purely chiptune track. Yeah, this was this is pretty solid. Nice little. I'm trying to remember. It was it was more of an atmospheric track, right? It was. It sounds to me like an infiltration because it's super reminiscent of like Mega Man. Yeah, because it has that Mega Man backbeat. Yeah. Okay, it's coming to me now. It's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Now I remember this. This literally just sounded like they ripped something out of an NES game. Well, that's uh, or rather an of, SNES game because it sounds more sixteen bitty. Um. Hold on, let me listen to it. No, that's that's eight bit. It's four channel. Okay. Yeah, no, no. That's I unfortunately don't know shit about bits. Maybe, um, maybe uh, there's something to that. Maybe I'm not a video game guy, except for music wise. Um, and if I remember right, their live show features uh, a modified NES. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw them live. They were great. Oh, nice. 
Um, I think it was in Orlando at the Beecham. Hmm. And I saw them at Orlando Warp Tour. I got their autograph. Very plain. Also, I'm uh, I'm looking at an image here uh, that accompanies the video on YouTube, and I just noticed: is it just me, or does the girl's uh, like future um, suit look a hell of a lot like the uh, invisibility suit that the major wears in Ghost in the Shell um, when it's not turned on? Uh, yeah, no, I can see that, especially with the fact that she has very cropped pixie cut hair. Mm-hmm. Nope. I wasn't, like, it's, it, it just, it's that eggshell white, and it's got certain, like, um, panel lines running across it. it. It looks like it has to have been inspired by that on some level. Right, right. But, uh... Oh yeah, but this is a good song. I like how the end it trans uh, transitions into an alarm. Yeah, that that is just pretty solid. Like, is this a neat little touch that even if you didn't have the video, it kind of gives a, a feeling of oh they're infiltrating, and then oh alarms, and then you get this battle song in uh, track seven, "Time to Fly," and this is probably one of my favorite songs of the whole album. Really? Yes. See, to me, this is a pretty good insert song. Like this, this sounds like a song um, I could picture being sung by like the Common Rider Girls or someone else over a fight in a Tokusatsu show. I mean, that's kind of what it. it I think it is a little more. It could be a little more standalone than just that, mm-hmm. like because it it feels very much like it's just a kind of uh, it's a pump up song, yeah. And not and like its lyrics are, I don't want to say vague, are layered enough to be able to be about specifically this event but also it's just like it's time to fly it's time to go out there and get it yeah um like i think this would be a really good like baby face wrestling entrance song yeah that i could see that as well that that's kind of the line of thought i was going to that led me to tokusatsu insert because i mean especially for like a high flyer Oh yeah, dude! What if Ricochet came out to this? I like his entrance theme the way it is right now. Oh, his entrance theme is fucking fantastic. But I'm just saying, like, if they rebrand him in two or three years, this would be a great pick. I mean, if they still had um, the one fucking cruiserweight whose whole character was meme. I was gonna say TJP because video. Yeah, that's him. Oh, okay. I don't think of him as meme. I think of him as video games. Yeah, but like this would be, like here's the thing. I watched a couple of his matches and I hated his goddamn theme because all I could think of was like, "Yep, that's trying to just rip off Mega Man." And it's like, yeah. Like I even know exactly the Mega Man song they were trying to rip off. And like part of me would just like just goes like this would be a perfect song. Because it's chiptune it has the video game influences, but it has enough of a kick and a, a message behind it that you could use it for a person. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, you're right. This this would go great with TJP. Well, too he's not TJP they, anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, too bad they screwed him over, and so he asked for a release. Have you seen what fucking Big Cass and Enzo have done? I was actually just watching a Wrestle Talk video about that. <laughs> They've gotten back together. He's now called Cass XL, and he is Enzo. Jesus. I guess he couldn't make it as a rapper. Mm-hmm. But hey, they, they work well with each other, and if like they can learn from their mistakes and not be shitty people in the future, Even I don't want to see that was entirely in. the gimmick for how they got into Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's a work though. That's a work. I mean, in real life, mm-hmm. I'm fine with them working with it. Like, we're the shitheads who got fired from WWE. Yuck yuck. But as long as they don't act like it, fine. Act like it, not act like it. I'm just I'm just hoping, because of how hard that video got pushed by the algorithm, I'm hoping at some point uh, somebody does a, and Simon Goach buried you chant. That would be hilarious. What? I just wonder why that got so pushed by the algo. I have no idea. Maybe because he was wearing a blue shirt? And he had a blue background. Almighty Algo. Oh! Alright, let's move on. Uh, but yeah, I really like the song. For some reason, I always think of Kaniku Man when I listen to it, because I'm a fan of Kaniku Man. Alright, don't get mad, but I know fuck all about Kaneku Man. Uh, it started off as an Ultraman parody with a guy who was just like in trunks and was kind of naked. Mm-hmm. Um, but after an arc where the uh, the artist put in his love of professional wrestling. It just became a professional wrestling battle manga with superpowers. Huh. Yeah. And like, yeah, they have some badass characters. You have Kaniku man, who's the main good guy, kind of a, kind of a, he's basically Homer. If Homer was less of an asshole and just more of like, I just like food and my friends. And if you fuck up my friends, you're going to die. Oh. Uh, you have Terry, who's named after Terry Funk, I think. Uh, he's an American Texas wrestler. He's pretty cool. Um, is it Kevin or is Kevin his son? I can't remember. There's a British dude in a knight's mask. There's Warsman, who's a cyborg from the USSR. Um, Ramen Man, who's a guy from China. Uh, Buffalo Man, he has an afro and horns, but he was a bad guy at first, but then he became a good guy. He's pretty dope. Yo, I'm looking at a picture of the guy in the knight's mask. He looks like the best He-Man character. Fuck, he's great! And he was a bad guy at first, too. And then he became a good guy, and he became, like, such a good, good guy. He was great. Mm. Like, Kaneku Man was Dragon Ball before Dragon Ball was even a thing. Interesting. I love Kaneku Man. It's so good. <laughs> but on to the next All song. Right. Thank you for joining us for the Kaneku Man cast. Tune in for the next episode in five fucking years, probably. Yeah. Uh, next song is another instrumental, Requiem. It's just kind of a sad, ballady, come-down tune. Because, mm-hmm. oh no, the girl got hurt in the last track. She gonna die. No, I gonna save her, cause I love her. Yeah. 
I'm not saying this is the most well-written story. <laughs> oh, no, it's very obviously, like... It's a pastiche. It's... It feels pastiche. very much like I wrote this story when I was in high school, and now that I'm looking back, I still have a fondness for it, even though I know it's kind of crappy, so here, let me touch it up a bit and make an album based off of it. Yeah, this is the kind of story that you do for an album. This isn't the story you do for, like, a comic book or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting, because at the same time I was listening to this, um, I've been re-listening to The Inheritance Cycle, and that's a book uh, book series that gets bagged on constantly for very obviously having been written by someone who was in high school when he started it. And yeah, I'll give you that with the first book. The first book is very obviously, I'm a high schooler, I like sword and sorcery, but I also really like Star Wars, so I'm going to write a sword and sorcery story that is Star Wars. After that, it, it kind of grows out of that. And this, this comes off to me as I wrote of, again, I wrote this in high school, but now that I'm older, I can see how it's very much just taking a bunch of stuff from other things. So let me kind of fix it in certain places and make it work a little more oh yeah like part of me when i was re-listening to this was thinking oh man wouldn't this be cool to do like uh, like a musical with with basically take the story and the framework flesh it out a little bit more add more weird sci-fi elements and other things uh and add in other track uh, other tracks from their discography to fill out the rest of the bit and turn it into a full-on rock opera hmm that could work. Yeah, especially with some of the... Because a lot of their songs feature similar themes and elements uh, in terms of tone. And, like, Treadmill, it's a whole metaphor of, like, you feel like you're trying to move forward, but you're standing still. Yeah. Uh, Crazies is all about... Uh, it, it, it's probably the most other people song but it's much more in the tongue-in-cheek, uh, they're crazy, uh, and I'm normal, kind of. But it's done in very much, like, the the way they write it is a lowercase c, capital R, lowercase a, capital Z, I, E, I think. Hold on. So it's a theme song for Sanity? If they were more, if they were less dirty, <laughs> if they were less dirty and good guys, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Ba -ba -ba. That is our third wrestling reference for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I am indeed going for the record this week. I have to. We're recording this on the week after WrestleMania. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, hey. Uh, is it on Kaboom? It was on Kaboom. Uh, C, capital R, lowercase a, capital Z, I, E, dollar sign. Huh. Uh, save the, uh, save world, get girl, geeks will inherit the earth. Uh, yeah. Disaster Hearts, which is a beautiful song. Suburban, uh, Disology, 
They're great. They're pretty good. They're good guys. Hmm. Um. But yeah, Requiem. It's just, it's just the, uh, oh no, darkest point of the story. Yeah. And then you have two second the song with the, the next track, track nine. Yeah, return, which is just fucking. She didn't die, bitch. Thought I was dead, bitch. She li- uh, she literally she literally opens her eyes, looks at the boy while she's still in his arms, and goes, "Surprise, bitch! I thought you saw the last. I bet you fought this. You- Whatever the fucking quote is, I haven't seen that show. Okay." <laughs> oh man. Uh, but tr- uh, track ten is fighting on. Another okay, pump you up kind of song, kind of like, uh, hey, I'm I'm a good old boy. I've not ever been the best, but uh, I can do it. Yeah, and I can do it with you mm-hmm. because we can do it together. Because we are because be- we can work together and be cool. Because mm-hmm. uh, you, you did a future thing that apparently links us for life. So, uh, guess we gotta fuck now. Yeah, and he's kind of also, it's, in terms of the story, he's admitting that, you know what, maybe they were right to be, like, trying to push me in the direction, because this is a very weird and scary thing that I'm go- heading into. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's, he's come, uh, we'll keep fighting on. He, he He's like, what? Fuck it. This is my life. I'll yeah. fight for it. So... It's kind of like a cool, like, um... It's a nice little, uh, it's a, it's the, it's the middle of a relationship love song. Yeah. It's not the, oh, we're falling in love and it's not the breakup, but it's in the middle of a relationship. You don't get many of those. That's true. You know, I didn't think about that, but, uh, it is somewhat unique in that regard. Yeah. And it's kind of like, and it's less about aiming for the stars and it's like, you know what? It's not coasting, it's more of like, I'm good not stressing myself out, it feels like. Yeah. And it has a nice, just simple pop, power pop vibe. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty decent end. Yeah. To, 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 to side A. I'll put up a fight and I feel like I'm right where I belong. It's like, yeah. It's, uh... It's kind of comforting... <laughs> Fucking wrestling reference number four. It's, it's the Kofi ma- match to wrestle to this fucking album's WrestleMania 35. Holy shit! Now I just want to make a fucking WWE video to, uh, of Kofi clips set to this. Oh, my dude! I was I was planning on for Toku in your butt at some point in the future. Um, doing a uh, music video of the entire Kofi Mania arc from when it started until whenever he eventually loses the championship set to dare. Hmm. But uh, that also sounds pretty fucking good. Yeah, but like this is really good uh, in the story. Uh, basically they go like, alright, cool. 
here's where we fucking live, and Grandpa opens a goddamn portal, and uh, the guy has to decide, all right, if I'm going to stay here or head with them. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, uh, as you do, he decides to go with his uh, hot future girlfriend. Yeah. Hey, he date her, and you get superpowers. You totally cut out on that. Uh, uh, date her, and you keep uh, you get superpowers. Yeah. Um, I was deciding whether I should go full shithead on that or not, and I've decided not tonight, motherfucker. What do you mean decide? You are always at full shithead. No, no, only when I'm Ranger T. When when I'm Simeon, I'm like half shithead. But uh, yeah, nice little end, and it ends with him going into the portal. Hmm. Uh, and simply, and they step through. And you know what? This could also be like uh, with the the elements behind it. This could also be a metaphor for a dude asking a girl to marry him. This is basically like, hey, we're in this together, but we're in this together. Hmm. I would I would go more for like a post proposal. She said yes, kind of song, but. I was more saying proposal pre proposal motherfucker. You need a minute there, Porky Pig. Pre proposal, mainly because the end of the song they step through kind of sounds like okay. Now they're taking the step. Now they're now the questions asked, and they and they agree. Okay. And plus, um, the portal looks like a ring, and I go like, oh. Metaphor. Oh. Symbolism. And the guy's left hand is glowing, and her right left hand is glowing, and they're holding, and they kind of look like they're in, like, they're in the procession to get married, you know. We're looking at him from behind, kind of like we're at, like, it's Symbolism. Yeah, where where the fuck is film brain tonight? In England, probably. Anyways, uh, it's immediately followed up by what I think is supposed to be a breakup song. No strings. Yeah. I fu- okay, quick quick thing. The single art that they did for the videos is fucking gorgeous. I love. This, oh yeah, the- that's a that's a badass bit of art. I would I would love to get that framed. I would love to see. I want to see. I'm gonna look and see if the guy, the people that got to draw the draw the stuff, um, th- did it in comics because that just looks like beautiful comic book art. Yeah, I was gonna say that should be a comic book cover. But yeah, it's, it's it feels more like a post breakup song. Hmm. Uh, mainly, uh, I used to hate myself when I would let you down. But it's more like, uh, oh, wait, I realized that you were kind of a shitty person to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the chorus of, you're free to do whatever you want, which sounds very much like this should this is get, this would get constant radio play if this band was bigger. Oh, yeah. I, it's a fucking, it's a great chorus to sing along to. You're free to do what you want to do, but I don't have to. 
It's like, ah, <laughs> we're not together anymore. Fuck you kind of mentality. I used to care what you thought of me, but now I see through you and your brass rings. Basically, mm. I see through the fact that you put me through goddamn hoops. Vince. <laughs> I was about to fucking say. Could you picture fucking Cody crashes WrestleMania singing this? That'd be fucking great. Because uh, I don't dance and I got no strings. Which... Uh, I'm not your monkey. I'm not dancing for you. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. That's technically three very badass references. That's being a, being a, dan- uh, a monkey... Being a uh, fucking safety dance and being a uh, Pinocchio. Yeah. Oh yeah, fifth wrestling it. reference. Hey! I dare you to put a fucking counter in the corner. Oh, I'm too lazy for that. But we've definitely already established a new record. I fi- I think we had done three before. So now so now we're just we're just trying to figure out what the record is going to be. And this is a record for analytical fanboys because MMWP doesn't fucking count. And episodes of AF that are about wrestling things don't count. This is like going off topic to talk about wrestling. <laughs> uh, also, I like the line, I can be anyone I want when I'm alone. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's, uh, that's something that I feel very strongly because... Um, I don't consider myself to be an introvert because when I'm in a social situation, I can't with people I like, I can talk a whole lot, but also I rarely choose to be in very social situations because I like the freedom of being on my own to do shit my way. But yeah, I really like the song. It's pretty good. Hey, uh, it's pretty good. Do I? Uh, next track, track 12, is Pretend. Uh, it's alright. It feels like it's scooped out of another concept album. I like it. It has a different vibe, and I like the staccato kind of vocals. Yeah. Like I don't dislike it. it. It just feels like it's tr- it's in the middle of a story, and I don't really get the context. It, it kind of feels like it's just more of like a a paranoia, a general paranoia. Hmm. Body snatchers. Yeah. They came at night. No one was watching, and they travel light. Before we knew, they taken over, and now they come for you. That's a line directly from the body snatch. They come. They came for you. They've come for you. Yeah, I, I was pretty sure they sampled that from the body snatchers. Uh, they got the kids. They got your friends. No one noticed when the world began to change. So one by one, we started going down in flames. Now I don't want to be the one who doesn't live to see the end. So I'll just smile and pretend. It's basically like, oh shit, everything's changing I'm just going to keep my head down. Fuck. Hmm. But you know what? I just really like it. And I like I like the more prominent place the chiptune has in this song. Because I like the harsh uh, tone it has the, with the, the melody. Hmm. There's an... And it's it's a nice sound. It's a different sound, and I think you need something a little bit different when you're on the second half of an album. 
That's true, but so much of the album sounds that I don't want to say the same, but similar to each other. That this kind of just came out of nowhere, and I w- I wasn't sure what to make of it. Again, the little single, the single art that they made for it, that they got for it, is fucking great. Oh yeah, it's cool. Okay, real quick, because we're going on about this, I want to actually fucking talk about the. I want to say these artists' names because fuck, they're great. Real quick. Okay, first one, No Strings, was illustrated by Sarah Partington. Nice. Okay. Sarah Partington did it. It's fucking great. It's a, just a silhouette of a dude with a bunch of fucking smoke holding him back, and it's like, ah. It's it's almost exactly my kind of art style. Like, I'm very much a cartoony looking, but also kind of sketchy guy. Like, it, And the smoke kind of is it's the strings, because it has no real power to hold him back, and it's like, yeah. It's great. I fucking love it. Uh, the al- the art for Pretender is illustrated by Michael Mano Midvable. Okay, M A N N O M I V B U L. Hmm. I spelled it out because I feel like I may have mis I fucking butchered that, but great yeah, fucking art. Great fucking art. So cool. It's like, it's just giant... It's giant fucking celestials with yin-yangs for heads. Yeah, that's cool. Just like holding a tiny little dude and it's like, great. Mm -hmm. They're all very awesome and badass art pieces. It's like, the first two, I'm I, I'm kind of forgetting the other ones. We'll, we'll, I'll see them as we go on. I'm not sure exactly what they have to do with the songs. I think they were just more of like trying... The first two album art, the single arts, were just trying to be very evocative, and it's like, fuck yeah. Yeah, and also being cool and showing off, I'm assuming, our friends' skills. I, I, don't, I don't know, but they're great artists. Yeah. Um, and it also kind of ties into their whole nerdy vibe because it looks a lot like comic book art. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's comic books I'd want to read. Uh, but track thirteen is one of the one of a fan favorite song is Chicago. Okay, so I'm gonna make some people mad with this. I thought this song was good, but I didn't give a shit about it because it's it's. It's a really good I love my town and I have a story associated with it song, but I do not like I love my town songs because my whole thing with them is like, yeah, you love your town, hometown pride, I get it, but unless I'm also from your town, I don't give a fuck about your town. I'm an individualist. I I don't get hometown pride. I don't get solidarity. I don't get any of those kinds of things. This is very much something where I kind of just... Grip my teeth and go, okay, I'll sit through this. And that's entirely a personal thing. I get it. I know it makes me sound like a jackass to people who do like this kind of stuff. It's just how I am. It's it's fine. It's And it feels much more like a a love letter to his own town. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is a place I feel comfortable in. This is my home. I want to sing about it. And it's a beautiful song. 
and it's also about how being in a big city can make you uh, can can kind of put some of your views into put some of your life into perspective. Oh, Chicago knows how small we are, mm-hmm. how bright she shines in the dark, and no, oh, though I go, she's in my heart. Chicago holds me when I fall apart. It's like, yeah, like we're tiny and insignificant into this mass of metropolitan area. But no matter what, he, whenever they're on tour, they still miss it. Yeah, um, and that that general idea of like the city knows how small we are. I did kind of like that. That felt like a very cool concept. If they if they went more along those lines, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Uh, but but overall, it was just like I appreciate how good this is. I do not give a shit. Yeah. Uh, but the. Uh, illustration for this was by Jordan Gunderson. I've heard of that guy. I think he might have done some art in a comic I've read. Uh, but it's a cool image of... Uh, I, I don't know which band member it's supposed to be. If it, I think it's the lead singer. Mm. Um, uh, waiting for the train. And there's a cool like parallel to like some old retro back-in-the-day Chicago mirrored underneath his feet and it's just like really cool yeah yeah that's pretty good it, it's really it's about pretty good, good right yeah no you're supposed to say you really think so oh fuck you <laughs> I, I am not i made the fully coolie reference and you're like fuck you what the hell i make i'm i, I make i follow my own path uh <sighs> But yeah, it's a good song. I like it. Okay. It, 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 it's a it's a good song, and part of me thinks that if CM Punk ever came back, oh yeah, if just, if CM Punk comes back as a face, this has to be his entrance theme. In one of the it starts out one of the choruses. Oh, Chicago knows, because like, okay, I love Cult of Personality, one of the greatest songs of all time. Perfect entrance theme for him. But this is also a perfect entrance theme for him. Six oh, yeah. wrestling reference! Yep. No, seventh! Seventh, because the, the last one you did was the sixth. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's just a nice, nice, subtle song. Uh, the next song is Always. Another very, another slower song, but since we had a lot of like speedy tracks up front, it's nice to kind of slow down. It's, it's, we're slowing into the landing, to the end of the album. Mm-hmm. Another pretty solid love song. Um, I'd say it's more so about the beginning of a relationship this time. And just being like, hey, I fucking love you. This is the first time I'm saying it. But we're going to be together forever, I promise. Oh, yeah. And part of me also kind of... These next... The second half of these songs aren't in any way related to the first half. Not directly, but these feel like they could be like little vignettes within the story. Like, Like, No Strings could be the boy finally... Escaping the pressures of the world. Go like, you, I got no strings now. Fuck you. Hmm. It could, it could be a, 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 a evocative of that. Uh, pretend. Uh, could be 
evocative of uh, the the men in black guys who were who were doing the kidnapping and who they fought because they're all like faceless same same looking people. Yeah, they're kind of like generic robo dudes, like the henchmen from the Lego movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chicago could be about the guy's hometown. Again, or, uh, or maybe the future place they're from is from is future Chicago. Neo Chicago. Yes. Neo Chicago, twenty ninety nine. What happened to old Chicago? Fucking nukes, bro. How do you think we got powers? <laughs> uh but uh again the album art's really cool it looks like an old school like uh old school rpg osr yeah i was gonna say it kind of reminds me of like uh, a metal etching oh yeah but it's like it's nice it's subtle it's not got some good detail um i didn't take the time to read what's written there is that just the lyrics uh yes yes it is neat and we'll go uh and we'll uh, we'll on adventure calls yeah it's just the lyrics cool 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 but the this art was illustrated by J M Dragonus how has that dude not like propelled to superstardom just on his last name alone. Like I would re I would so read like a high fantasy black and white indie comic in this style. Mm-hmm. Like it just that just be cool. Looks dope. You know what? Because uh, Mike Mignola said he was officially done with Hellboy a while ago. This dude would be like a great person to take up the mantle next if Mignola wants wants to let other artists try their hand at it. Oh yeah, I could see this being like a like a. An issue or two or be or BPRD. Mm-hmm. It's great art. Good art. These guys, if anything, even no matter how much you say, that, oh, the, you're not the biggest into their music, you can at least appreciate the fact that they can get some good artists around the project. Yeah. Uh, the next song is uh, Jimmy and Sally. Um, and I think the best way to describe this is an it's an issue zero to a romance that's in the future. Yeah, it's again very clearly um, the guy singing about experiences with relationships, experiences about being an artist, but also sort of painting a picture of these very clearly defined, very recognizable characters and. Um, just like 18, I fucking love this song. It hit me in a place. Whereas 18 is a feeling I have had and do sometimes still have. Jimmy and Sally is a fucking feeling I'm waiting to have. This is yeah. this is the real this is my dream relationship. Like I in a lot of ways I um I oh what's the word? I identified with Jimmy a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a cool song. Will you try to remember or forget? What if living hasn't happened yet? Basically, what if you haven't actually full on started living? Like actually doing cool shit. Yeah. Uh, can't wait for till forever for a sign. But what if living's just a state of mind? Well, I don't want to be left behind. It's just kind of like a cool like, 
you know what? Fucking go out there and do shit. Yeah. If you're not if you're not doing shit, what's the point? What's the point? Just because life is hard and monotonous doesn't mean it's not worth living and doesn't mean you still you can't still go out there and achieve your potential. Um, because because hey, the first two wrestling first... reference, <laughs> Matt Hardy achieved his potential at 40 fucking years old. So there's still time for you. Um but like the first two is kind of just, the first two verses are just setting up the their 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 current life and then oh yeah the message of the song go out and fucking live your life and then sally goes on stage and does her thing jimmy starts planning on doing some cool shit no jimmy starts reading his thing and just going like you know what fuck it i just want to enjoy this yeah so uh, it's it's real good and it's a nice message to leave the album off on because this is the last track yep uh, and there's just one little line because it's just two characters, and it's just Sal- uh, Sally and Jimmy don't know, but one day they're gonna make each other whole. Hmm. So, uh, ooh, it hits you in a place. Yeah. And like the second verse is kind of cool. Oh no, that's the second verse. Um, they kind of slow down and kind of do like a doo-woppy mm-hmm. tone. It's like really, that's just. It's nice. It's uh, it's real good. And again, Ooh, the, I like it. And again, the art is really cool. It was illustrated by Steve Yui. Hmm. Very clean. Yeah. So uh, it it looks very much like, you know what? It it kind of looks like the cover for an isekai anime. I. I fucking hate you for pointing that out. <laughs> but in like a good way, though. Yeah, he's not the guy getting the fucking harem. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's like Sword Art Online, where there's certain images associated with that show that are very evocative and make me go like, "Oh, if this is a good show, this image would probably hit me in a place." <laughs> if this was a good show, mm-hmm. like I believe, because. Uh, it all goes back to Digibro with me. Digibro pointed out in one of his SAO videos that there's an image at the end of the original intro where it's just their two sword, the the main character and his girlfriend's swords planted in the ground in a field against the sunset, and it's a beautiful fucking image. And I'm like, God, I wish I liked this show because because that would be an instant desktop background. There's a lot of good talent being used to work on shit. Mm-hmm. Except the author. I mean, he's just shit. Yeah, Ricky Kalahara <laughs> needs to go home. Uh, but yeah, that was I Fight Dragons The Near Future. Not the best thing you've ever given me, but a pretty good pick. I really like this band. And it's probably because I have a soft spot for them because they're my favorite band in high school. Yeah, this did really feel like... I. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna say anything disparaging, but honestly I could I could tell that's what this was listening to it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh I saw them Yeah, the two times I saw them was my senior year in high school. Hmm. When I was eighteen. <gasps> well, you know what you can be now? A fucking adult who's sad. <coughs> <coughs> 
<coughs> after I stop coughing, you can be the guy who gives us some fucked up fruit facts with Chris. Leaving the skin on potatoes while cooking is healthier, as all the vitamins are in the skin. Yep. The same can be said for humans. Bang! I made a cannibalism joke. Ha! Oh, Jesus. I was, I was so ready to jump in and be like, yeah, I knew that one. My mom, my mom told me to always eat the skin on baked potatoes when I was a kid having dinner. And then, and then you... Oof. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, you're welcome. All right, you, you ready to find out what we're going to be talking about next time? I don't think I have any choice. Uh, of course you don't. You're here being held against your will. You're, uh, you're tied yeah, up. Yeah, I hold you against your will for MMWB. So we're even. What are you talking about? I love talking about wrestling. Yeah, but you tried don't to Don't worry, guys. There's your... nothing wrong. There's, there's nothing. There's no backstage shenanigans. We got no beef. There's no heat. I, I swear. I swear. We're good. We're good. I mean, you did try to join... Uh, podcasters Jericho. That was a rib. Excuse me. Hey, hey. Huh? I had ribs for lunch. Leftover ribs. They were good. Oh, I had mac and cheese with uh, tuna in it. I had uh, a weird fucking pasta bake for dinner. So badass. Anyways, next time we're gonna be talking about fucking. Ooh, uh, my favorite Studio Ghibli film, Kiki's Delivery Service. All right, cool. And uh, this will probably be the first and possibly only time I will actually watch the dub, because I grew up watching the dub for this where Kirsten Dunst plays Kiki. Well, it's a, a young, Disney dub, isn't it? Yeah, it's a young as shit Kirsten Dunst. Oh, yeah. Pointy, sp uh, pointy in the rain Spider-Man nipples. Mm-hmm. I think this is like I think this is like five or six years before that. Oh, I'd imagine so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that that should be pretty interesting. I've got a lot of things to say about that movie. I can uh, get kind of nostalgic and whatnot. And uh, you like anime, right? Motherfucker, who are you talking to? Uh, out of okay, uh, think about it. Out of every anime we have talked about on this podcast. Who has suggested them? Well, I mean, you did pick Beck, so I had to kind of wonder. Fuck you. <laughs> I picked Bakuman, and I've been seeing on Twitter, you've just been fucking marathoning that bullshit. Dude, I'm planning on finishing the show later tonight. I've got one episode left. Ooh, you fucking ended on like a fuck up note, man. Yep, yep, yep. That's me. I'm the chicken shit heel of my own podcast. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. But not quite yet, because I just remembered, Chris, tell everybody where the fuck your shit is. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Uh, I am Boingo Rider. You can find my shit on YouTube. I make video editorials like uh, saying that Sonic the Hedgehog is a lot like Tony Hawk. What? Um, uh... You can find me on the Twitters at Boingo underscore writer. You can find me on Instagram at Boingo underscore writer. You can find me on my Discord server. It's in the description. The, the name Boingo is somewhere in it. All right. Well, just as soon as I give something a little checky check. God, so unprofessional. What the fuck are you doing? I really am. I'm trying to see if this is going to be far out enough that I can plug the back show.
course, I don't fucking have it on the app. Hang on. Good job. Good job. Bruv. Good job. I have editing. I can edit things. Yeah, you could. I'm not gonna, but I could. Yeah, because you're a lazy piece of shit. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. My name is Simeon Scott. I make all kinds of YouTube videos and shit. You can find them all at thatsimeonscott.com. Uh, you can also follow me on the social medias. I'm at thatsimeonscott. Uh, it's the fucking Twitter and Instagram at thatsimeonscott, but you gotta use those underscore things. And, uh, hey, hey, guess what? Um, next... Is it next week or is it this week? God damn it. Yeah, okay. Next week, my new show, the fucking Vac Show, the next evolution of the Vacuuminator saga will be premiering. So um, go and give that a watch. It's a pretty good time. And hey, Chris is kind of helping out with that. He's got a bit of creative control. Oh no, oh dear God, Simeon's fucking up so bad, he needs Chris to come in and save his ass. Shut up, okay? I, I try and do good work, and then I ask my friend for advice. <laughs> Speaking of asking friends for advice, this podcast is produced by Modular Media, a free C that's all built on getting some friends and asking them for advice and improving your content. That's right, motherfucker, I'm that good at transitioning. You can follow Modular Media by hitting that subscribe button, ringing that bell, and listening to every one of our podcasts as it comes out. You can also download the podcast as MP3s by going to the link to the Google Drive folder in the description. You can follow us on Twitter at the Modular Media for updates on everything we do, and you can subscribe to our subreddit r slash Modular Media for all kinds of shenanigans. Until next time, and smash we'll that like button. Burr, 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 burr. Just have to. Just had to kill my momentum. Yes. Until next time. I am time, Vince McMahon. Cap being a, a great fucking wrestler. <laughs> That's what I yep. am. I get yep. the last reference. I am the fucking strong. Oh, uh, the new record, 19. But until next time, when we will be discussing Kiki's delivery service, I have been Simeon Scott. I am a motherfucker. And we will see you next time. Goodbye! What, no clever reference to the album? I mean, I will in the near future. Oh! <laughs>